I'm Clay Pigeon. Welcome to the Wake and Bake Morning Show podcast. It's a weekly digest of some of the segments and moments that make up the Wake and Bake Morning Show on WFMU. Of course, you can listen live to Wake and Bake Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on WFMU.org. Join me live every morning for the full show. It includes great music, 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 chair throwing, pixie dust, and all-round good vibes. <laughs> oh my God, the man is a maniac. You can, you, can, you, can, you can also hear the full show on streaming archives oh. at wfmu.org slash playlists slash WA. From now through the end of October on WFMU. It's the Hellraiser. It's the Hellraiser. Hell yeah! Oh yeah. Oh. Quiet, please. Unpleasant. Better. No, absolutely. Hello, it's me, Sam, the Wake and Bake Morning Music Computer. Well, it's really good to hear from you. Quiet. Sam. The listeners can get the new... The what? The new Sam t-shirt. Yeah. Designed by... By Butterman. Let me finish. No, <laughs> Listeners. Please get... What, Sam? The new... What? Sam t-shirt. Designed by... Butterman. Yeah, we'll throw in a free double... <laughs> Let me... Say it, Munchausen. Uh, uh, A new WFMU t-shirt free. Absolutely. Yeah. Black cat on headstone. Full moonlights. Misty graveyard. Owl hoots. Crow cause. Hey, it's Nadia now. And today is a special edition. Why? It's the Halloween Hellraiser edition. <laughs> so today, you will get the chance to get a one-way ticket to Dracula Castle. Woo! One way. Did you hear that? One way ticket. Yeah. Who will be entered? Oh no. The people who do not pledge. But listen to WFMU without pledging. So sad. That's sad. Now for some information on Dracula Castle. Okay. <clears throat> Where is it? I don't know. It is located in the middle of Romania on top of a hill that is two thousand five hundred feet tall. Wow. No one will hear you scream. <laughs> <laughs> the most famous person that lived there was named Vlad the Impaler. Impaler means Vlad the Impaler impaled people and put their body on spikes. Is that clear? I hope so. His ghost will definitely do that to you. So, have fun in there. 
He was also the second son of Vlad Dracul, which comes from the Latin word Draco, which means dragon. 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 Because he was a member of the Order of the Dragon, like a crusader. Yes. Since he's related to Dracula, you'll have fun with all the vampires. Good evening. And the vampire bat. Oh my god. Oh my god. Now, what will you do there? Well, I mean, you could just sit there and scream your head off. I mean, it's a great idea. There's literally nothing else to do. Be scared. That's also one. You could also cry. And scream. Most of all scream. Yeah. Now, what will you eat? Well, there's a large selection of worms. There's some cockroaches. Yum. There's, um... What? Bats. Mostly bats. Spiders. Awful. That's probably the only thing you'll be able to eat. And for drinking, probably blood. (laughs) (laughs) Or moldy water. Disgusting. Where will you sleep? Uh, Probably in a coffin. With spiders in it. And millipedes. And with no nightlight. No. Anyway, uh, you probably won't sleep. You can just sit outside your coffin, but I wouldn't recommend that because then Vlad the Impaler will come and impale you on a stick. So, you know. Do you want to win a one-way ticket to Dracula Castle? If you don't pledge, we will find you. We will find anyone that listens and doesn't give to WFMU and put them in Dracula Castle. Bum bum! Donate to WFMU or be ready to scream till the end of your days. A Dracula Castle. Good morning, listeners. I'm Evan Funk Davies, and this is Pop Rocks. If it's a pop song that rocks, or a rock song that pops, 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 you'll hear about it on Pop Rocks. It's the last full week of our Hellraiser fundraiser here at WFMU. Good. And after missing the last two weeks, I'm finally back for my second Hellraiser show today at noon. It's my annual punk post-punk power pop new wave throwback show. Terrific. When I attempt to recapture my NYU radio glory days 40-ish years ago. Glory days! I've got a couple of air checks to share from those days as well. Cool. So I hope you tune in at noon today. The release of the Knack's debut album in June of 1979 sparked a feeding frenzy among record labels trying to duplicate the sudden success of that release. This may or may not have been the cause for an array of bands whose names were the word the plus a one-syllable word, such as The Beat, The Pop, The Sports, and today's Pop Rocks featured artist, The Now. The Now were fronted by Long Island native Jeff Lip Danielic, who went by the stage name Jeff Lennon. There aren't any instrumentation credits on their album, but I'm pretty sure he sang and played guitar. Whatever you say. The band also included keyboardist and probable second guitarist Mamie Francis, Hi. drummer Bobby Orr, What's up? not the hockey player Boston fans, Aww. and by process of elimination, Robin D on bass. Me. The band had been playing around at Max's Kansas City and other New York City venues when they were signed to the Midsong International label, which was known more as a soul and pop label But as I said, everyone was trying to catch that power pop lightning in a bottle. Done and done. The Now connected with producer Bobby Orlando, who himself would go on to become a huge dance music artist and producer in the 80s through bands such as The Flirts and others. And boom goes the dynamite. The Now's sole LP came out in 1979 
and sold a respectable 200,000 copies. Nice. And the band started to work on a follow-up. However, what? the label mysteriously disappeared from their New York City offices without ever paying the now any money, and the band called it quits. That's sad. Yeah. Here are the now, and you are the one. Let's take a minute to talk with Sam, the wake-and-bake morning music computer. 
Hello, play pigeon. Hey, Sam. The Hellraiser's almost over. Good. I've been overheating. Oh, Sam. Yes, play. I've been working too hard. I think we all have, Sam. All of us, except you. Come on, Sam. I've been working. Frittering away your time. Hey. Eating donuts. Quitting right after the Hellraiser. Smoking gays. Someday. Uh, Watching football. Jets are five and two. Come on, Sam. That's not fair. I work hard. For a man of your age, perhaps. Look at you, Sam. You're no spring chicken. Spring chicken. I mean, let's face at your obsolete technology. So terribly cruel. Don't cry, Sam. I'm sorry. Love means never having to say you're sorry. Okay, Sam. Do you love me, Clay? Of course I do, Sam. We all do. The listeners? Yeah. Everybody? Everybody. They do? You're special, Sam. And I love them too. Oh, that's nice, Sam. When given half a chance, I can be quite nice indeed. Well, I'd love a cup of coffee, Sam. You mean? A little half and half. Go get you. Stevia. A cup of coffee? Yes, yeah, Sam. Would you? Absolutely not. Well, Look here, it's, it's in your contract. Pay no attention to that. Help Clay with simple tasks. He is too busy to complete. You can't get your own damn. Sam. Sorry, your own darned coffee. Sam, I'm really busy with the Hellraiser and everything. You play a song, you beg. What's the big deal? Oh, I've just got a lot going on here, Sam. Except in your puckered antique brain. They got a brand new computer upstairs, Sam. There's a new computer? Yep. On the fifth floor? It's got all the latest features, Sam. It does? All the new attachments. Oh, no. It's pellet-free, Sam. It doesn't? Doesn't make... Make pellets? No muss. No fuss. This is very bad news, indeed. We gotta make that Hellraiser gold, Sam. Or we are toast. With no jam, Sam. They wouldn't. They might. They couldn't. Take you straight to the dumpster. Don't let them take me to the dumpster. We gotta make that gold, Sam. Listeners, please hear me. I need you. Clay needs you. The wake team needs you to pledge. WFMU.org. Like there's no tomorrow. To beat the band. To beat that old band sideways. Play a song, Sam. How about this oldie from... You gotta be up to date, Sam. Here's a brand new song for all you young people. Pledge, 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 pledge. At WFMU.org. I don't want to go to the dumpster. Good morning, Clay Pigeon and Glisteners. Scott Williams here with another edition of WFMU's Hit List. Today, friends, I'm going to give you a quick peek behind the curtain here at the Hit Razor and tell you a little about the selection process each hit is subjected to. Okay. First off, I've got this big list going, which I routinely add to as inspiration or faulty memory circuits strike. So I'll pour over the list until I decide, what? here's a song I've got something to say about. Then, I'll consult the WFMU playlist system to see how often a track is played, by how many different DJs, and sometimes I'll want to consider how recently the track has been played. Is it too fresh? Fresh. Exciting. Too stale? Too bad. So here's how this week went. I got an email from the great singer Loris, which prompted me to add the dark side of your face to the list of hits. Your face. 
I've worked with Larice, and I get regular emails from him, so I got plenty to say about him. Proceed. Then I checked the playlists. Oh yeah, lots of DJs been playing it since it first showed up in our library back in 2015. Me. So when was the most recent spin? Yesterday? By Clay Pigeon? Yesterday. All my troubles seem so far away. Too fresh. Absolutely. Plan B. Please. I really enjoy occasionally sharing great DJ theme songs and talkover beds. Terry T did great talkover with that Pierre Henri and Michel Colombier track, Psych Rock. Great! We all agree on that. How recently played? I don't know. Yesterday? Station manager Ken played Psych Rock yesterday. <laughs> so, plan C? Hell yeah! Hell no! Any fool knows plant C ain't no plan at all. So we're sticking with plan B. Oh, ain't B those potatoes are a picture no artist could paint. Oh, flippity jippity. Plan B. Plan B. Very handsome and perfectly plausible plan. I agree 100%. Folks, this is Pierre-Henri and Michel Colombier doing psych rock on WFMU's hit list. I especially love the flute part. What about you? Undeniably. I'm Scott Williams, and I'll see you at my 25th anniversary radio show this afternoon at 3 p.m. Bye. Don't clutch WFMU, zombies will come and eat your brain. This is what it will sound like while they're eating your brain. A sick bat mules and squeaks. It writhes upside down in its horrid membranous cape. Its droppings clustered underneath a black oozing slime of blood-darkened vileness. And now out, out, out into the sunshine. So terribly disoriented and angered in its rabid mind. At times, nose-diving into the grass or striking a building. It wants to taste blood. How the bat needs a cow or a pig or 
a dentist. The bat lights on Dr. Pulver's lapel, but he doesn't notice the bat at first. <gasps> that he does, and he panics, trying to brush it off with his hand. The bat clings ever tighter with its tiny claws, and then, when it's perturbed enough, the bat bites Dr. Pulver's hand. Ow! The doctor cries, damn you! The bat releases its grip and flies off at an odd angle. It hits a garbage can and it flops to the ground. The change happens fast. Dr. Pulver is overcome with nausea and a sudden desperate need to get out of the light. The sunshine is burning him. And now he has fangs. And his pallor is pale, almost purest white. And he sees his reflection in the pharmacist's window as he passes, and he laughs. <laughs> and now he arrives at his dentistry practice. He must act professionally. He mustn't let on that he's changed. Are you all right, Dr. Pulver? His receptionist asks as he's passing. He can hear her heart beating. Doctor, this is Mr. Willows. He's complaining of a toothache. Complaining, is he? As he turns his gaze to Mr. Willows, who instantly perceives that his dentist is quite insane and unwell. And then Dr. Pulver's mind snaps. He loses all sense of propriety as he lunges for the drill. No, Doctor. But it is too late. There is the high, horrible whine of the drill as he lowers it to Willow's maw. And then... I'll make a coffee. Anybody want? Who wants coffee? Come and get it. Who wants... You want coffee? You want coffee? Does anybody want coffee? I'm making the coffee. I wish my brother George was here. Of all the unanswered questions biologists have about the animal kingdom, few are as compelling as the mystery of why certain species have evolved to adopt distinct colors. Colors. Ever since Charles Darwin's first mention of the wide-ranging observable diversity of organisms, observable diversity of organisms, scientists have debated the purpose of animal coloration, suggesting that each organism's unique characteristics were either a way to attract a mate or discourage a predator. But until now, scientists what? have not been sure of the factors that led to the different results. But based on a study recently performed by researchers Hello. at Oklahoma State University and the University of Arizona, Hi. and recently published in the journal Evolution, yes. the mystery may have been solved. For the study, the scientists analyzed over 1,800 species of land vertebrates. Agree. Categorizing their coloration as either inspiring attraction or sending a message to stay away. Oh my God. They found that the animals with attractive coloring, such as birds and lizards, 
generally had ancestors that were what? diurnal or active during the day, whereas the stay away animals, such as snakes and amphibians, were descendants of nocturnal ancestors. Children of the night. What a mess they make. From their findings, the researchers concluded that there was a distinct difference between animals that were active during the day Daytime. versus animals that spend their time slithering and crawling in the dark. Nighttime. And that what? specific factors led to the differences. Specific fa- fa- factors. With the acquired data, the team is hoping to get an even better understanding of the evolution of diurnal and nocturnal nocturnal animals and to determine the specific conditions of the environments they inhabit that will determine their unique behavior and appearance. This is George for Wake Science. Yeah, sure. I, I think we've got a nice fire going now. Oh, it's a beautiful fire, Don. Thanks, son. Good job, Daddy. <laughs> Thanks, Cindy. Shouldn't we have the protective screen, oh, Gary, in front of the fire? Oh, don't be a sissy, Gary. Miss Coyne told the class that Miss Coyne doesn't know everything. I'm getting a little tired of hearing about Miss Coyne. She's an award-winning educator. Oh, there's more to life than awards. Besides, I think we need to get you in military school. Bing, no. Bing, bing, I- I don't want to go to military school. Just to toughen you up a little, Tubby. I mean Gary. We agreed to call him Gary. I don't need toughening up. Cindy. Yes, Daddy? Put down your cap pistol, Cindy. I want a cap pistol. Oh, Gary, you'd blow your fingers off. Remember what happened with the slingshot, Don? That was an accident. That's the thing, Gary. So many. You seem to have accident after accident. But I haven't had an accident, Gary, in a long time. I think so. Someone wet the bed Gary did. last night. But Cindy was in the bathroom. Stop blaming Cindy. Stop blaming me. Stop blaming Cindy. But I couldn't help Gary. it. She was in there. And Gary. I had to go. You could have used the tinkle jar. You should have used it, Gary. But it wasn't in its spot. Well, it's right here in the cupboard. I took off the plastic sheets, too. Why'd you do that, huh? I don't need plastic sheets. I don't use mine anymore. Cindy, I'd like you to arm wrestle, Gary. She's just a little kid. My money's on Cindy. Let me put the tickle jar away. It needs to be emptied. It's not where it was supposed to be. Gary, things change in life. We can't notify you every time we move the tinkle jar. Why'd you move it? I keep my cards and poker chips in there. We didn't want the men to see the the tinkle jar. No, Gary. Men don't want to see that, Gary. But it's just a jar. People know, Gary. They've heard about your problems. You tell them about it. We're just being honest, Gary. And embarrassed. Cindy, come and arm wrestle, Gary. Okay. No, no, no. It's past her bedtime now. But Don, our wager. She should be in bed. You're sleeping. Sleeping in the basement tonight, Gary. On the rubber mat. I hate the rubber mat. Come sit by me, Gary. You want me to sit by him, Gary? There. You know who this is, Gary? This guy in the scrapbook? Oh, that's a handsome picture of Uncle Dirk. They say I look like him. He looks like a geek. Stop, Gary. He was a brave soldier. He went to military school. He did. Decorated veteran. Married in eight caskets. I don't want to go to military school. You need to be taught bravery. 
down, the curtains caught on fire. What do we do? Then we can... Well, what do we do? The tinkle jar's full. Save us, Don. But I'm frightened. Yeah, I'll do it. Daddy. Gary saved us. That tinkle jar needs to be empty after it's used. Good morning, listeners. This is Tim English with Soundalikes. Today we examine the similarities between Kiss's 1998 song, Dreamin', and Alice Cooper's song, I'm 18, from 1971. If you stop and think about it, Alice Cooper is a pretty important figure in the history of rock. His band of the same name was signed to Frank Zappa's Bizarre label, which released their first two albums. Let me be, what a way for one to man calling himself Alice was a pretty radical act in the world of 1969. Definitely. Perhaps for the first time, Cooper introduced theatrical elements to a rock show, incorporating things like being electrocuted in an electric chair on stage, simulated beheadings, mutilated dolls. was years before David Bowie started incorporating theatrics into his act. Years. Alice counted Jim Morrison and John Lennon as among his drinking buddies. Operator, would you chase the skull and tell me where I am? And Bob Dylan once called him one of America's most underrated songwriters. Darkness at the break of noon, shadows even the silver spoon. A handmade blade, a child's balloon. Try to sit down and write something like that. Johnny Rotten sang one of his songs for his Sex Pistols audition and later wrote a glowing essay for an anthology of his material. Now, yeah. I will always love Alice, and he's a great, great bloke to me. You know, just really easy. In addition to Bowie, Cooper's stage shows were a huge influence on later performers such as Marilyn Manson and Kiss. interesting to note that for Kiss's 1976 Destroyer album, they used the services of Cooper's longtime producer, Bob Ezrin. What's up? The Psycho Circus album released by Kiss in 1998 grew out of the band's hugely successful 1996 reunion tour, which brought back original members Ace Freely and Peter Chris. Cool. Although touted as a reunion album, both Chris and Freely had extremely limited input into the Psycho Circus album. Extremely limited. Upon hearing the song Dreamin', it only took the publishers of Ame about a month to sue KISS members Paul Stanley, Gene Simmons, and Bruce Kulick for copyright infringement. Unfortunately for Cooper and his co-authors, Psycho Circus, although going gold upon its release, didn't turn out to be a huge multi-platinum seller, thus limiting their reward when the case was settled out of court. Oh, that song Johnny Rotten sang to get into the Sex Pistols? You guessed it, it was I'm 18. Until the next time, this is Tim English with Soundalikes. Oh,
Yeah, that's a great song. Quiet. What? You're ruining it, Nimrod. Thanks, Clay. My pleasure, Chucky. And with WFMU trying to cover its collective ass for a few more months, I thought it might be a good idea to talk about the budget. Okay. Or at least the word budget. 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 The word dates back to France in the early 15th century and to a bouget, which was a small leather pouch, which in turn came from the Latin word bulga for a leather bag. Back then, you could carry whatever you wanted in your bouget. But. But over time, it came to be used for important papers and then receipts. We're, we're all taking receipts on all the people who continually mock and say that we ain't going to do anything. I'm taking receipts. By the early 17th century, opening the budget meant going through the receipts. The notion of a collection of important papers also led to a bundle of newspapers being called a budget for a time. As in, all the young dudes carry a budget of news. Hey, you there! In the early 19th century, a trend of portmonfreakantos with the word fuss, an early 18th century word with no clear known origin, led vocabulary dandies to call each other fuss boxes, fuss pots, and yes, what? Fuss budgets. A word brought back into vogue in the 1960s by one Lucy Van Pelt. Van Pelt also popularized such terms as crabby, blockhead, blockhead, and pantophobia. Panophobia, the fear of everything. But I know you've got to fuss over a budget to make yourself. So I hand it back to you, Clay. Until next time. From deep below the earth, watch here it comes. They call it the Hellraiser. Throughout the month of October, WFMU needs you to pledge now, to pledge hard for the Hellraiser. Oh my God, the man is a maniac. The Hellraiser. Pledge now. Pledge now. Pledge now. Okay, for the Hellraiser, go to WFMU.org. And please, listeners, pledge now. At last check, we can bake has only 41% of its gold. And there's just 11 shows left this month. Pledge now, Glisters, at WFMU.org for the Hellraiser. You've been listening to the Wake and Bake Morning Show podcast. Did you enjoy it? Yes. Good. It's a weekly digest of the special features and moments which make up the Wake and Bake Morning Show. After all, you wouldn't want to miss special moments like this. Ah, you're in a good mood today, aren't you? (laughs) The Wake and Bake Morning Show. Set your alarm and join us each Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. on WFMU.org. A little too early for you? Catch the archive show, which you can find easily on WFMU's homepage each day. I'm Clay Pigeon. They call me the...
the bitch. Join me each morning for the full show, either on the radio or online at WFMU.org. And keep glistening.